Radio. What's up, good people, and welcome to the show on this beautiful Saturday morning, or whatever time or day you're listening into this. It's Hear Me Out with Daniel Omara on RX Radio. And today is a special day because today is two weeks to my event, and uh, I've decided if I want some good luck on my side, I'm not going to rant. Because people have told me, you rant a little too much. Well, look, I'm a product of my environment, and I am Ugandan, so the environment I am in, basically warrants me ranting guys there's no other way to look at it i can't help myself ug has issues apparently umeme bought a hundred thousand shares in whatever in nssf so now you get your electricity after you retire there's so many things going on biden has crashed the fuel prices they are now so high even covid can't afford to move around anymore like guys there are problems so when you hear people ranting don't, don't start with the who hurt you rhetoric. Just hmm, understand there's issues. But in good faith today, I'm actually here to celebrate someone <laughs> before I ruin it all later. It's Kipchoge. Eliud. Kipchoge or Eliud or whichever way you say it. One of those classic Catholic names that don't get to hang in the convent. But yeah, Eliud Kipchoge, an athlete and marathon world record holder. This is from a guy who covered the Ineos Challenge in under two hours. We're talking like a couple of kilometers, right? Like, uh, let's say about 20 or so, covering 20 kilometers. That's like running from here to Mukono, just in under two hours. Think about it. It's quite the distance. And I know Mukono is not near because I've partied there, even after I left university. I wasn't there for the campus, I was there for the bar. Leave me alone. Anyway, Eliud Kipchoge, the man who set the world record in 2019 at the Ineos Challenge and then went on to become the world marathon record holder at his first attempt in 2017, finishing the race. By the way, his 2019 feat broke his previous record, which was 2 hours and 25 seconds. So now he just took off 26 seconds and decided to break his own record again in 2019. Which is why Homeboy is being recognized globally by Japanese car maker Isuzu, which has decided to name one of their cars after him. I think you guys have heard of the D-Max, right? Yeah, that's like the boss in a porn movie. <laughs> I don't even know why my mind went there. But D-Max is a pickup series that is really loved and uh, known especially for climbing things. My God, so many innuendos here. But I can't help it. Look, producer, don't lose your damn mind. Anyway, the D-Max series of pickups by Isuzu um, they've decided to create a special edition in recognition of Iliud's achievements. And guess what they're calling it? Yes, the Iliud 159. Mm-hmm. I really wish time went above 60 seconds so we could call it a 169. But Iliud Kipchoge's new car, not his, okay, but the, the series that's being branded after his name, the Iliud series of the D-Max pickup, the 159. Beautiful car, right? Like, this is actually great news that an African athlete is being recognized as opposed to being shut down like they did with Casta Semenya. Yes, she looked a bit manly, but uh, she came naturally. Yeah, again, not what I meant. But she was as natural as they come, right? She, she, she just so happened to have higher levels of testosterone than the average female. Why did I stray there? Point I'm trying to make is we're celebrating African athletes. The Japanese are celebrating African athletes. And you'd think this is a good thing, right? Like they've named a car after a guy who has genuine achievements, right? It would be a good thing. Ooh, the uproar is that why didn't they call it the Kipchoge? 159. And listen, um, look, much as I would love for them to have used this traditional botanical name and stuff and called it the Kipchoge, no one wants to buy a car called Kipchoge. Let's, let's just be honest. I mean, there's what you want. There's your Pan-Africanism. And then there's this little thing called marketing and branding, which is a whole department eh, which exists in different companies, be it cars, even law firms, I think, have a marketing department. Like, you'll be surprised. Kiosks have a marketing department. How do you think they get all those random mobile phone billboards outside their thing is? It, it, it's marketing. That department is what dictates what is more publicly acceptable and sellable to people. So yes, even I would have wanted it to be called a Kipchoge, but that really doesn't sound like a stable vehicle. I mean, how are you going to explain, I'm driving a Kipchoge, they're like, that, is, is it okay? 
There are just some names that don't go well. The Iliad, on the other hand, just think about it. The new D-Max Iliad. Isuzu 159. Yeah. That sounds a lot better than the new Kipchoge. <laughs> Kipchoge 50, 159. Especially if they say it in the local accent. The new Kipchoge. D-Max 150. It doesn't sound the same. We have to admit one thing. I, I don't want to take away from the fact that, yeah, they probably could have used that name. He could have insisted on it. But let's first be happy the man has an endorsement, right? Because I don't think as an African, you're in position to dictate what Japan does with their product. Take the endorsement, damn it. Like, just be like most Twitter influencers. They take the money, they do it for the dime. They don't even pretend. Because after the gig is done, they go straight to hating the person who paid them on the exact same platform they were praising them on. And if they got paid again, they would go back to liking that person. You know how these things work. Let's celebrate the endorsement. The Pan-African bit about the names and blah, 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 all that stuff, yeah, that, that can come later. For now, let's just, let's not ruin the, the, the chance that a guy has gotten. I mean, how many people do you know called Iliud anyway? Like, so it's already one of a kind. Like, you can count the number of Iliuds on this planet. And I'm sure they all belong in like one sorority group or secret society. This guy just escaped. Like, there are some names you just don't get often. Like, how many people do you know called Frankenstein? You get Cotilda. Probably most of the Catholic Church. But there are those names that are rare. I was going to say Daniel, but nope. But yes, Iliad. Iliad sounds cool. It almost sounds alien. Like, you could throw it anywhere in a movie dialogue and it would make sense. Like, guys, we have a crisis at the nuclear reactor. What is happening? The Iliad component is unstable. We have to stabilize the Iliad. We are losing. The, like, it works everywhere. Think of Iliad condoms. Yeah, the best protection. <laughs> Four-wheel drive protection. Like, there's so, many, there's so many places the name Iliad could go. In outer space, Iliad Musk could be the name of an inventor. Could be the name of a disease. Oh my God, the brother caught that Iliad. Should I wear a mask? Like, it, it goes, every, it's a universal name. So as far as the marketing, you can't put Kipchoge everywhere. First of all, most people won't be able to pronounce it correctly. They'd either say Chipkoge or Kopchik. One of those, you know how we struggle with Japanese names. I would like to think that if anyone would get the struggle with names, it would be the Japanese, right? But... Kawasaki is a lot easier than Kipchoge for them because it, it, it depends. We think in our first language. That, that's rule number one of humanity. So Kipchoge sounds easier for us to pronounce because we're African. We assume that everyone else is going to figure it out the same way as we do. To be fair, we also struggle with other names. We even struggle with names as simple as Biden. <laughs> we mostly struggle with that name because of its age. But <laughs> there are other things that, you know need to be they are, they, they, are, they are names we can't handle sometimes northerners struggle with, with Banyankole names you get this whole western Uganda names Aineviona what all those things these Baganda names Wobusobozi that's a lot of work for us man so I can't blame someone abroad for failing to pronounce African names and thinking maybe it may not be a good idea to make that part of the branding and we can call it yeah the Iliud 159D Mark series from Kipchoge simple you can be as Pan-African as you want, but don't try to force other people to bend to your ideals simply because it's what you want. Yeah? Consider, there's a lot to be done. It's like me, I would love for them to use Omara in a lot of things. I mean, it is a sexy name. It would be a nice perfume. Omara. It would be cool for like a bold deodorant. Yeah, like rub it on these nuts. It would be a really nice fragrance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it would be a nice female fragrance. I don't think guys would buy the Omara perfume. I would have to put the apostrophe on the O. But even in stand-up Uganda, they prefer they go with the name Daniel. It's more universally relatable. It's easier to recall. And most people won't have to struggle with it. Other than being known as that name I struggle to pronounce, you'd just rather be the name that is easier to relate with. So, leave Iliud alone to enjoy his endorsement let Kipchoge thrive. Maybe one day he's going to get to a point where the world will bend to our whims and call it a Kipchoge. I would love to have a plane designed after that name. Don't know if it will fly, but you know. <laughs> no, the plane, not the name. <laughs> but anyway, that's just my two cents. It's also why I'm broke. Let me go get some money during the break, man. See you me out with Daniel Omara, RX. Be back in a bit.
You're listening to RX Radio. Better than a cold beer. Better than world peace. Better than a great... Okay, maybe not better than that last one, but better than everything else. Are you ready for this? Go! And your face entertainment with no apologies. RX Radio. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out, hear me out. Today is Pan-African Day. For me. I don't know about the rest of you or when the official day is on the calendar, but for me, it's Pan-African Day, so I'm celebrating Africans. It's here me out with Daniel Omara, RX Radio. Welcome back to the show. And just before we cut to the break, I talked about Iliud Kipchoge and his new endorsement, right? And I said, I'm keeping it African. I forgot to mention that, you know, I think the car he's endorsing may be slower than him. I, I don't know. He, he may be quicker. With these athletes, you never know, man. Those keep keep dudes and the Kenyans and stuff, I really don't trust them when it comes to running. Here's why. A lion escaped from a wildlife conservation, right, in 2016, walked the streets of Nairobi for two hours and failed to catch anyone. What does that tell you about Kenyans and their athletic background? If a lion failed to hunt in the city, this thing had a higher chance of catching a zebra in the city than it did a human being. So this is why I keep telling you people, these dudes are fast, man. And if Kipchoge is endorsing a car, damn, I think he has earned it speed-wise. But on that note, I'd like to talk about another very interesting African. A man whom they said went to jail but actually did not. Started a record company named after his suffering in the prison. Called it Convict Records. Went on to become a millionaire musician. Promised us a city somewhere in northern Uganda, didn't deliver, and now has come forward to declare that he has used his brothers as body doubles. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about Akon. The one you guys prefer to pronounce as Akon, but screw that. We are going with the local African pronunciation. Akon, the guy, Senegalese artist, who, you know, you remember him for knocked up, they won't let me out. <laughs> yeah, because that's what happens when you make people pregnant, you get arrested. Sorry, it was locked up, not knocked up. I'm just playing with you. And a bunch of our songs, collabs with guys like Young Jeezy. I don't know what happened to that guy, but I don't think his name would be, uh, you know, politically correct in this. Young Jeezy? That's even worse than that Rwandan guy called Humble Jizo. Like, so, what, your Jizo is polite? Like, what happens? Pre-come? Like, what, what are we... What, okay. So anyway, here's what happened. Akon, in an article recently confessed of course t-pain snitched first but according to revolt <laughs> revolt an online uh, news source said icon admits to using his brother as a body double early on in his career you know before people know how you look exactly and um here's the thing about entertainment when you've just joined the industry people know how you look in pictures because they're looking at studio photos right they are looking at studio pics. They're seeing you on stage at a distance. They're watching you on TV. Very few people have actually gotten close enough to you to understand or know who you are or how you smell or even how tall you are. It's like how we assume Conan Tumusime is a short guy. That dude is, is like 6'1". He's actually, he's taller than me. And few people are in the central region taller than me. So he can cheat, right? You think he's short. Now, Akon used that to his advantage and decided, uh, sorry, Akon used that to his advantage and decided, He's going to use his brother as a body double for overbooked shows. Overbooking is when a dude has too many gigs to do and has to jump from one to the other. Now, usually what artists do is they use the manager or a handler or someone to signal that they are present. So usually what happens is when you see an artist manager around, you get the comfort of knowing he's here. Even if he's in Masaka and he's supposed to perform in Juba or the other way around. Generally, it's, it's to give you the illusion of their presence, right? Akon took it a step further and said, no, hey, hey, I'm sending a lookalike. So he used to place his bro there to be like, yeah, what up? How you doing? My name's Akon. And I think they had the same, you know, kind of voice or whatever. One guy on Twitter put it best. Don Andre said it in the best way possible. Said, that's what I think they meant when he said, my little brother Boo got that vision, baby. Yeah, that was the plan with him. So he used his little brother and he said, Boo was my double. It was Boo. He was my double, said the locked up crooner during an interview at the Morning Hustle last week. Now, this was before the internet. And his brother is actually called Abu, but you know, he calls him Boo for short, right? Not Bear Boo. So they had this thing where they would just kind of like switch places and they would even assist him with interviews. Like he would do shows for Akon. He would go sit there and talk. 
And I think, let, let me just be honest with you, it's very easy to get away with interviews if you're African, right? Because most white people can't distinguish African accents. In fact, not most white people. Most non-Africans can't distinguish African accents. Like, I've met white people who find me minding my own business. You know, we're chilling, we're hanging out. And he's like, hey, what's up? How are you doing? Your, your name's Omar. Oh, pleased to meet you, Omar. I have a friend called Obasanjo. Do you happen to know him? I'm like, well, he's Nigerian. like, yeah, you're all African, right? I'm like, no, 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 boss. It, it doesn't work like that. Nigeria is all the way in the butthole of Africa. Dozens. Like, there. Eh? I, 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 I don't know them people like that. But most people won't be. Most The average person abroad, even Africans abroad who are born there, have trouble distinguishing accents if they can't track their heritage. Again, even most black people think Africa is just Africa. Not, not the ones in Africa, the ones abroad. But you get the point I'm trying to make. This is something you could very easily get away with. Throw a few random Senegalese quotes all over the place. You know those things that always have to do with bums? I don't know what it is about African quotes and bums. The higher the monkey climbs, the more it reveals its buttocks. And you're like, okay. Um, well done, but thank you. A drowning person holds onto their butthole for safety. You're like, what? But yeah, you could throw one of those ridiculous ones and it would make sense in an interview and they'd be like, so intelligent. And you're like, yes, my grandmother taught me that. And Boo, Boo was so good at doing these interviews. He literally got away with it at times and people just believed that was Akon. Because they can't, if you look at the photos, I'm putting them up on Twitter. These guys look identical to anyone who hasn't met them physically. In fact, now I'm theorizing that was actually Boo who came to Uganda on behalf of Akon and met Sevo and talked to him. Because that pitch was pathetic. <laughs> that whole building, a satellite city in Africa and all that stuff. No, that was boo, man. That was boo. Akon being the, Akon being the businessman he is, I would like to think is better at this, at, at selling an idea, at pitching stuff. I think it was boo who showed up in UG. They sent us the intern. Imagine. Your country is, 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 is so irrelevant on the map. They send you a guy's body double to talk to you. Wow. It's like, imagine Sevo sent his body double <laughs> for a conference abroad. <laughs> and he delivered maybe a better speech. I don't know. It would probably have less lag. But, you know, it is what it is. So, Boo has been going around doing things, talking at radio stations. But now that Akon has revealed the truth, Black Twitter has reacted to a voice. Wow. So guys are being mad, man. They're like Akon and Akun and Akon being fooling the music industry. Was he even ever really locked up, said one user? Or was that another A Rob? <laughs> Just throwing the A's all over the place. I don't know who Akon is trying to fool because they look nothing alike. Hey, I am looking at the picture. Him and his two other brothers actually do look very alike. One has sleepier eyes. One has wider eyes. We all know what Akon looks like. Basic, right? We, we, we know how his face is, structurally. We remember him. To describe his other two brothers, uh, one of them looks like if if you took Figma Maker's eyes and put them on Akon. You know the whole sleepy look? I'm about to doze off, but I'm awake. And at the same time, I'm, I'm drunk to stay. You, you know that look that says, I have so many problems, I just want to go to bed and sleep. But here I am having to work. Then his other brother looks like if Akon had sex with Daniel Kaluuya and had a baby who was slightly shorter than Akon. Yeah, I think that baby would be called, as opposed to locked out, it would be get out. But, <laughs> but <laughs> we are with this. this is the situation we are in. So his brothers actually do look quite identical to a certain extent. And like, I, I won't blame the people who are fooled by this. Do I think it's right? No, I, I don't even have an argument against it. Look, for, for me, the point I'm trying to say is if you got duped by it, just allow. Because I'm sure there's a time you watch TV and thought, eh, Akon lost height <laughs> and gained a bit of weight. He darker now. What happened? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was boo, man. That was boo on TV. You, you didn't know. You fell for it. Just allow. We got pranked. Akon got away with it. And now that he has confessed it, don't be mad at the dude. You, you can debate about his jail record as much as you want. But we all know he probably wasn't arrested. But don't you like his music? At the end of the day, that is the point. 
We as Ugandans can be mad for a different reason though. We want our satellite city. So boo, get your butt back here with your actual brother Akon and explain where that money went. It's here me out. I'll be back with answers. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out, hear me out. Your day just got better by tuning into RX Radio. Why is it that you can't seem to stop listening? Hi, this is Mr. Donna. That's because you're listening to RX Radio. Hi, I'm Ed Sheeran. RX Radio. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out. It's me again, Ja. <laughs> That's how I open every morning. <laughs> I have to reintroduce myself to God because I think sometimes it's like I'm deleting this guy's name from the book of life. <laughs> Why is he even here? <laughs> I'm Daniel Omara, the guy whose name may or may not be in that book. This is Hear Me Out on RX Radio. And, you know, it's, it's a random show where the wrong guy has the right ideas sometimes or most of the time. And we just talk random stuff. Anything. From Akon using his siblings as body doubles to, you know, people like Mohozi. Yeah, the current four-star general. Whom, by the way, congratulations on your accolades, man. I think that stuff looks amazing on shoulders. I think we need more glitter on those stars. Like, quite frankly, for me, if I if I were to design military uniforms, right? I would put, like, glow on the dark stars on the shoulders. So that wherever you're standing at night, anyone can see your ranks. Like, I think it's disrespectful to have stars. We call them chepes. To have stars on your shoulders and nobody can see them in the dark. What the hell, man? Like, put some neon on that stuff. I would redesign Mohozi's uniform to look like one of those cars from Masaka. That don't just look like the aircraft. They look like the freaking runway. I would make him glow so that everybody sees those ranks. And I would do that not just for him, but for every four-star general. Because you don't reach that rank for You get? To be fair, we as civilians don't know what Mohozi has done. We are judging him based on what we see him tweet, which is another problem on its own, right? However, we're not in the military. We're not in the special forces. We're not in the, what was it, CDF, FDFB, whatever. Those acronyms that piss me off, HIV, what, CDF, H4DF. We're not in any of that stuff. So we have no idea. But Kongs to him on the promo. And as the news states, right? Mozi, former commander of the land forces, in the UPDF, General, now we can call him General properly, General Muhozika Nerugaba, has finally apologized to Kenyan President William Ruto over his recent remarks relating to capturing Nairobi in two weeks. Well, yeah, well done. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You should have come before the promotion, though. I'm just saying. It would have been nice. You, you can't apologize. All oh, the punishment was so bad that he actually came out and apologized. And yeah. So anyway, the apology was on Twitter. And he says, and I quote, I have never had any problem with Afande Ruto. If I made a mistake anywhere, I ask him to forgive me as his young brother. God bless East Africa. He tweeted on Thursday evening. Ah, uh, okay, first be slowly. This sounds like a YouTube apology. L- l- let me just analyze it. I-, I have never had any problems with Afande Ruto. Cool, yeah. I mean, why? Why would you? He's Ruto. I don't know him well enough. But, you know, with a name like Ruto, I would like to think he's grounded. <laughs> Plant analogies. Leave me alone. Anyway, so if I made a mistake anywhere, I ask him to forgive me. As is yet. Bruh, you know you made a mistake somewhere. You, you don't threaten to take over the sovereignty of another nation on social media as a leader of land, command of land forces. It is just, you made a mistake, Period. You get, it It happens. Sometimes people tweet stuff that they regret and it's perfectly normal. I think this shouldn't have been if I made a mistake. Remove the if. The if clause is the problem. If basically puts it in quotes of, I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry. No, this should be more of an acknowledgement of, I blundered. I said something I shouldn't have said and I'm sorry to Ruto. That would have been a better approach because this looks like one of those YouTube apologies where you could literally delete everything in the apology and just go with, I'm sorry. You get, you've you've had those YouTube apologies. I am a broken person. Yeah, I've gone through a lot in life. This is not usually who I am. 
and if under any circumstances sober or unsober whatsoever i said or did anything that may or may not have offended anyone then i sincerely apologize those are so many loopholes in the speech and uh, uh, very ambiguous highly ambiguous man it, it, it is wild all i'm saying is yes i appreciate the apology but there's, there's still hmm? there's, there's a meh kind of vibe to the apology in it the if just take out the if i respect the fact that he apologized it's always great to acknowledge that you know something went wrong and none of us is you know devoid of mess ups like we are going to screw up whether we like it or not something's bound to go wrong especially on social media where you have a thought and you pick up your phone and you're like i think i'm going to tweet this like me i be tweeting the most random things like i swear one night i looked out my window and saw a white nine-tailed fox being chased by the neighbor's dogs i can swear it on my life i'd hit a blunt i'd taken like half a ug but i swear that nine-tailed fox was real you get like hey that's just me man and if i tweeted that and anyone was offended by it i'd be like okay so i was high when i tweeted this uh but the nine-tailed fox still felt real to me it felt real but i'm, I'm, I'm sorry if i lied about the neighbor's dogs <laughs> like <laughs> them neighbor's dogs were savage though just think about it if I were a dog and I saw a fox with nine tails, <laughs> I would reconsider my existence. I don't care how small it is. I'm like, that's that's too many tails, man. As a dog, I would look at whatever weed I was smoking. I'd be like, woof, woof, this guy here dealing me that crazy high grade, man. But yes, apology accepted. Uh, diplomatic scandal, you know, averted, right? All has gone well. On the same note, President Yoweri Museveni, the commander-in-chief of the armed forces, aka Zadzi, has ordered first son General Mohose Kanerogawa to back off from making political statements on social media, particularly Twitter. Well, a lot of people are saying he's coming in as a father. Yeah, again, this debate, he's the father. Yes, fine. You can critique the parenting, but also he's the commander-in-chief. So he's the superior of you know general mohozi so he has a right to come out and critique and say you know what you're bad for business or military in general which is, is a fair criticism i mean the things he has been tweeting lately have just caused some kavuyo and stuff now after saying back off from tweeting political stuff you would think right that uh, life is going to be cool after this you know we move on properly and all that 14 hours ago, there was a tweet, I miss my wise and great uncle, I will take a holiday on his farm, uh, graze Inyambo Kato and learn from him, with a picture of uh, His Excellency President Kagame of Rwanda, which is cool. Him calling him uncle, I have no problem, even I want Kagame as an uncle. There's so many people I want as an uncle, Morgan Freeman, um, who, who's that guy? Tom Hardy, like there's a bunch of people I want to have as an uncle, we're allowed to want, yeah. Yeah, I might not be CLF anymore, Command of Land Forces anymore, but our commitments to Rwanda are unchanged. Any threat to Rwanda is a threat to Uganda. You know what? Diplomacy. Cool, right? These are the tweets that followed after his apology. 12 hours ago, you know, thinking very hard how I shall rearrange Kampala to be as perfect as Seoul. South Korea, this was a visit to Seoul six years ago. And I'm like, well, well done, well done. Everything is going great, right? Everything is going perfectly okay. All is well until like Friday <laughs> at around 8 a.m. President Putin is a real muchwezi. Respect this man. I'm like, <laughs> General. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> ah, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me just say it. <laughs> You just you just have to like General Mohozi. <laughs> he never disappoints. He's like, okay, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Leave me, I'm cool. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, well, I'm not good. <laughs> just popped up and declared Putinism, which was <laughs> we we just talked about political statements. But anyway. Putin then probably even know what Emuchwezi is. <laughs> and that's that's none of his business, right? But we all know he's in support of Putin. However, we know the scandal around the whole issue with the West and Putin. 
and Russia and Ukraine. So such a statement could be considered political. So I, I don't know if, you know, the president's remarks have been taken under advisement. But uh, this tweet shows we should still expect <laughs> a lot from the general. And I can guarantee you there's going to be so much more coming up because I like to talk about this guy. Not out of beef, but just because he makes the news and stories interesting. Hear me out with Daniel Omara, RX Radio. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out. Let's go! RX Radio. Let's go! RX Radio. Oh my goodness, it's one of those days, right? Where your DM is full of people asking you for answers. How comes you all never ask me for the D? What is wrong? Women only, by the way, not guys. <laughs> Lol. It's here, me out with Daniel Omara. Welcome back to the show. And today, like I said, we talk a whole bunch of things on this show. We jazz, we go random, we go crazy. Like just before we cut to the break, we we're talking about four-star General Muhozi after his recent promotion and a scolding from the commander-in-chief telling him to stop tweeting about political issues of which as of uh, yesterday, Friday, about 8 a.m., he just went and tweeted, President Putin is a real muchwezi. Respect this man. Now, <laughs> I can understand why this guy likes Putin, right? Like, Putin is one of those guys who looks like... You remember the time when 2014, 2015, when there were those Putin memes going around, when he invaded Crimea? Or, as we say in Uganda, Crimea. He invaded Crimea and started with Putin riding a horse. They put him on a shark, they put him on a bear, they put him on a nuclear rocket. Like, they, they put Putin riding everything except the D. So, he went ahead. Putin is legendary. XKGB, this guy has done the military. He's a hard guy. He's your definition of a hard, hard guy. Putin is what most feminists would call toxic masculinity. Naturally. Yet me, I think this is just masculinity as it should be. You stand your ground and say what you mean. And say, don't mess with me or I will nuke you. And Putin doesn't look like he's ready to lose this war. That's what makes him scary. Jordan Peterson said it himself. The US is fighting a guy who is not willing to lose the war at all. Because it's happening in his territory. And he has stood his ground and made it clear that I won't hesitate to use nukes if Ukraine keeps being who what they are and what they are doing and claiming stuff and you know demanding this and that now about that war personally i'm not taking sides i'm, I'm kind of glad there's a comedian as president but i don't think he has lived up to the expectations we had of proper leadership to be fair Zelensky is being puppeteered by the west let's just admit that it's a fact it's a reality <laughs> i've said it come for me and Muhozi, we're in the same clique right now. <laughs> it's what we do. So I understand him respecting Putin as a guy who has said, I'm putting my foot down against the Western empires. They are not going to control my opinions. And also he has the gas. So what are you going to do? So I get you're allowed to support whoever you want. However, for someone in the position of General Muhozi, vocalizing it on Twitter is a bit of a declaration of sorts, right? And I think this is what they meant when they said keep the political opinions off social media. In which case, me, I think General Muhozi just has a good sense of humor. He's trolling. He's trolling us. He looks at social media and he's like, hmm, I'm going to do it. I am tweeting this because I know. Yeah. Is there holding a glass of champagne thinking, hmm, yes, fine wine. Hmm, great. Yeah, Martha's Vineyard, quality drinking. Now I shall go ahead and tweet this. And you know, I'm not even mad at the guy because at this point, I think what he has realized is his tweets get traction. This dude was trending on an international level, as in countries were sending diplomats to tweet about his tweet. Like, and I won't lie to you, social media attention, oh, that stuff gets to you, man. 
and it equals money nowadays in a generation where we've monetized fame and opinions right can you blame someone for tweeting something for attention regardless of their political position right i'm not saying that his position shouldn't matter in regards to his tweets i'm just saying fame is addictive and it will make you tweet some random stuff me i'm trying to look at the humor in it and just hoping next time we don't get into another diplomatic scandal but <laughs> i won't lie i find this stuff funny putin being a muchwezi that's that's different man i've never seen a muhima that light skinned like putin putin must have been like first generation muhima i'm yet to look this is an opportunity for us to actually expand uganda as a country now that i think about it politically yeah? mm. just imagine the bahima and the russians collaborated just think for one second hypothetically speaking <laughs> also i would really want to watch this happen because russia has hot women according to andrew tate and i would like to to get some of that right instead of cuban doctors whom we haven't seen yet by the way can we invite like russian engineers female preferably yeah bring them here let them collaborate with the bachwezi since putin is already a chwezi you know we get the best of both worlds we have women with names like muhozi natalia you some crazy stuff going on right we have to mix this up i never you know vladimir like <laughs> we have to think <laughs> it rolls off the tongue it has to be uh, thingy kagrus <laughs> what name would i match with kagrus <laughs> producer what what would you give kagrus krishnokov like we we have to get that mix this would be an amazing collab yeah me trolling cuz this is funny for me i don't know how else to deal with ugandan politics other than to make fun of it it's what we've become it's the only coping mechanism So some of you are mad that as a comedian I'm just here making fun of situations that we should be serious about I'm very serious about them but you can only be so serious about something before it breaks you and I'm sure the government knows this so at some point you're just going to have to cope in your own way me this is it I don't take the general as a big deal in regards to my stress levels I look at the stuff he posts and I'm like this is a funny dude living his best life him becoming president is a conversation for another day that that one we are going to discuss separately in a drone somewhere but overall <laughs> just don't take these tweets too personal because you're stressing yourself over things that other people are probably not bothered about you know what you should be really stressed about let me give you an example of things that should bother you properly the breakdown in our education system for example a lot of you may not get where i'm coming from but have you watched this video that went viral on social media right a school two kids who don't look older than 5 years of age i don't at most i think these kids are about 4 3 or something like that they're really young and this video has these two kids a boy and a girl who were caught doing something sexual in a way right I don't want to go too much into the details cuz I'm I'm going to lie to you guys there are things I don't want to watch I avoided this video I'm taking one for the team basically what I'm saying is I don't want you to watch this video just take it from me that it's not something you want to see if you're a parent or a teacher or just what I should have started with a civilized human being who cares for children this video is disgusting it's a teacher telling two children who are practically toddlers to illustrate what they were caught doing now these kids were caught in a sexual act which let's all agree was wrong but let's also agree that they are kids they are children children are like art they mimic society they mimic the environment they've grown up in they mimic the experiences they see they basically just replicate what's going on around them so for you to look at a child and assume this is something they thought up like this kid sat and said hmm canilinga seems amazing how can i portray this on my classmate no they don't even know what they were doing they had no idea they didn't know it was wrong because to them everything looks right they don't know better it's the same argument we can put across for children choosing their gender if you left a kid in a kitchen right with healthy food vegetables broccoli you know apples fruits and stuff like healthy proper food 
and on the other end there's a bunch of chocolates and sweets they're probably going to die of diabetes from the sweets because they're kids they're not designed to make good choices that's what the parents and teachers are for now for you to get these kids doing something wrong right probably punish them i understand how you do that is a whole other debate because you have to be gentle they're children they don't know any better it's a learning experience for you to first of all tell them to repeat what they were doing in front of the class and then you film it that's messed up on so many levels like i swear i need a drink for this i'm going to deal with it after the break let me first get my pint man i need like three shots producer hala your boy hear me out daniel omar rx radio be back in a bit come back to you on a rather depressed note because the topic I'm trying to address is um, a bit sensitive. And to be fair, it's personal for me as someone who went through the education system, both as a student and then later on pursued education as a teacher. It's messed up. The system is broken. And I'm going to explain why. I'm Daniel Omara. This is Hear Me Out, RX Radio. Welcome back to the show. So, we're talking about a video about uh, kindergarten level kids. I'm thinking less than five years old in Uganda that qualifies as nursery. Uh, forget the terminologies. The age bracket is what's important, right? And these kids were caught committing some foul acts. What St. Lawrence would um, categorize as indecent behavior on an expulsion letter was something like that. They had another term for it. When I remember it, I'll put it across. Gross misconduct. That was the term. Yes, that was the term. They would classify it as gross misconduct. They don't have to explain the details. Just any parent who reads it is like, oh, wow, you went there. So I'm looking at this video and much against my will because I tried to avoid it as much as I could, but people just kept pushing it in my face like, you have to talk about this. And first of all, I hate you people for making me watch this. This video and the Northern Bypass incident with the thieves have ruined my week. But because I love you people so much, I have to put up with this madness and deal with this stuff. So, it's a video of two kids caught in, you know, committing sexual acts on each other. A boy and a girl, really young. I think the girl is a twin, Nakato or something. Bavirie, one of those names. And this teacher says they have to do what it is they were caught doing. Right? And then goes on. To make them repeat the act in front of the class. An act which involved basically, you know, taking off underwear and stuff and a bit of cunnilingus, which, damn it, fellatio, whatever they call it. Like, it, 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 it was a... I, nobody wants to see children in that position. But here we are with a teacher who, first of all, has said they have to repeat the act, which is disturbing in its own then secondly in front of an entire classroom uh-huh and then third they're filming it and then just when you thought this couldn't get worse they post it like guys what the hell happened to our education system like when did we become these people when did things become this sad just think about it regardless of whose kids these are i made it clear that these are children the first thing they need is guidance. And whatever it is they're doing, it's something they saw from somewhere. It's something they picked up from someone else. Right? We have to, first of all, address that and get the kids separately and tell them, you know what? Okay, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. I understand you've seen it somewhere, but this is not what you're supposed to be doing. Like, this is kind of not for your age. There's a level to which it's fine, but not now. 
your kids you're not supposed to be replicating this or even better yet just tell them don't do this it's just plain and simple I'm, I'm, this was me trying to be polite and walk but you know f it let's just go with the flow as an african no just tell the kids no you're not supposed to be doing this because even when we're dealing with cases of child molestation or whatever we never tell the kid show me where they touched you like touch where they touched you no you get a doll you get some kind of figure that represents a human being right like the physique of a human and say show me on this doll where they touched you we have never said touch yourself where they touched you that's what bothers me about this video is that the teacher is so out of touch with the reality of being a teacher and just common decency just basic humanity like the things you should be doing as a simple human being like you know wake up brush your teeth take a shower then step out of get dressed and step out of the house i'm sure she does it in the reverse order and you'd think that being a female teacher there would be more compassion right because the whole kindergarten nursery sector of education has like 98% female teachers more compassionate more understanding better at child upbringing this is the worst example you could ever give of that now i'm not saying that demonizing female teachers no i'm just saying this particular one is a messed up human being generally you're not supposed to do that in front of the kids you're not supposed to make the kids show that to other kids because what you're doing is you're not solving a problem you're creating a bigger problem because for all we know you may have made these kids these two kids who did the crazy stuff they're probably heroes in front of the other children anyone who has seen coupling in high school let me use high school for context because i've never taught nursery i taught in high school anyone who's seen coupling in high school when you parade a couple in front of the school and say these two we are dating and we're expelling them for dating or we are punishing them for dating you're strengthening the relationship if you say things like you're going to kneel on assembly together as a couple you're going to clean the toilet together as a couple those are moments of bonding you are not separating them you're not deterring other kids in fact the other children are thinking oh i want that 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 looks beautiful mm, yes that is my future so this doesn't help the situation in any way humiliating children at that age does not help you're not teaching them a lesson you're ruining them and the other kids am i mad at the teacher yes very mad at the teacher this is a this is a very horrible teacher this is a, a bad teacher you suck at your job quit on the other hand however let's also acknowledge that as far as education is concerned right especially in this country we have a tendency to give a duke as a course to people who have failed to get other courses here's a secret you guys don't know about me i only got education because i failed to learn a degree in psychology and mass communication and my dad told me to put a duke as a third option you know to spread my wings and stuff oh the universe has a sense of humor i ended up being a teacher i didn't want to be a teacher which means a great number of teachers actually did not want to be in that course they either took it because it was cheaper or it was the one available or the one offered on government sponsorship period that's it so we are dealing with a generation of teachers not the first generation of teachers they've been multiple but i think this is the worst because this is the the time when the inflation and the rate of cost of life does not match the salary teachers are getting in any way and they're taking their frustration out on the kids because you can't convince me that this was not a frustrated human being an adult just trying to humiliate a bunch of kids to make sense of their purpose and job in life that's all this was because there's no other reason for doing this to children i swear like you can't justify it in any way and say i'm doing this for the lord even god is like nah bruv no 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 like <laughs> this is the one time god goes to hell and says let me sit here and relax it doesn't make sense we're giving education as a course to failures someone who's failed in life gets a duke as a course and they have to deal with other people's children and if you mess up as a parent and your kids are for even for just one moment act wrong in front of a teacher the teacher is thinking this is my chance to revenge they don't take it out on the parent they take it out on the kid 
And that's just half the problem. Combine that with the fact that we're not paying teachers enough. We're not catering for their salaries. And especially with kindergarten, which is the hardest part of the education system. Because there you have to deal... We can't talk to teenagers. You can play psychological tricks with teenagers. With children, you endure. With toddlers, you endure. People below five years old, they're the hardest category to deal. You have to have a special kind of compassion in you to be able to handle that. And if you're not paid enough to handle it, there's no amount of humanity that can save you from that. Especially if this was your life plan to be a teacher. Now, I'm not justifying the teacher's actions. At all. I'm not saying, oh, this teacher is a victim for the way she treated the kids. No, that is a messed up human being because no adult in their right mind wants to watch kids of that age commit sexual acts on each other. That's just weird. That's just stray. All I'm saying is we're dealing with a messed up system that is harboring messed up people that are going to mess up the kids who are going to become messed up adults in the future. I recommend don't watch this video and I'll end on that note because I need to go get therapy right now from one of my girlfriends. I'll be back after the break. You see me out with Daniel Omar. After some much-needed therapy and, you know, like two rounds, I am back. Well, hear me out. It's Daniel O'Mara, the survivor. Wrong guy was the right ideas. And uh, this is RX Radio, you know, where you get your quality content, music, opinions, and the best-looking presenters for radio. <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about the whole school system and how messed up it is and how disturbed I was by that video of two kids who were forced to reenact the sexual acts that performed on themselves, on each other, in private, when they were caught, and then the teachers just made them do it in front of the whole class, and then filmed it, and then posted it. This is disturbing at so many levels. And all I'm saying is, listen, you, you can sit these kids down and have a conversation. First of all, figure out where they were watching this content from. Like, where did they get these ideas? That's an important source. After that, Talk to the parents about these ideas. Because right now, we are, we are in the digital age. Chances are the parents didn't even give them this content and information. They just picked it up somewhere random. I keep saying this, but people think it's a joke. You don't look for porn. Porn finds you. Try this. Simple life experiment. My producer is looking at me like I'm crazy, but let me explain to him. So, Wilfred, try this one time, right? Go Google Smurfs. Just Google the Smurfs, right? <laughs> Google the Smurfs and then search until like page five. By the time you get five pages in, you will have found something pornographic about the Smurfs. Some twisted version of it. Like you could Google kids programs. Well, Adventure Time, Regular Show, Cow and Chicken, Powerpuff Girls, The Simpsons. Oh, no, The Simpsons is not for kids. <laughs> But whichever kids show, Tom and Jerry, there's a porno of Tom and Jerry smashing. I've watched it. Very disturbing. I'm like, oh, he finally caught the rat. But not in the context we were expecting. Like, that's how wild the world has become. All this nasty stuff is all over the place. So I don't blame kids for acting this way because their natural instinct is to emulate the behavior that they see around them and if you haven't told them that's problematic they're not going to know so you first have to address the fact that this is an issue for the kids as opposed to judging the children and saying we are going to punish you for being this type of person because that doesn't solve problems i mean which kid do you know in school who was called bad and then punished for being bad and then actually turned out good no you have to give these kids hope let them know they can do better. Let them know that this is not the pinnacle of achievement. This is not the stuff you should be striving for. You can do a whole lot more in life. Succeed academically, be a decent human being, teach morals and all that stuff. But where is a teacher who's not getting paid enough to do this going to get the time? 
And like I said earlier, I'm not justifying the teacher's behaviors. First of all, we need to go grill this teacher. Confiscate her phone. Among other things. Give this teacher therapy. Fire her from the job because she needs a break from actually taking care of other people's kids. If this is how you're treating other people's children, I shudder at the thought of how you treat your own. I'm raised Christian. I'm from a very strong Christian background, but I would never parade a bunch of kids, two children, possibly toddlers, in front of a whole other class just to show the class what they did was evil. No, this can be resolved in a conversation and a session of counseling. And don't send them back home to be caned by the parents. Because that's what we do. Teachers try to dictate what the parents do to their kids as a punishment. Oh, you need to beat this child. If you We have beaten them on assembly. Now you take them and beat them at home. These are, you guys, there's levels to this. Just like we failed at the HIV campaign. Because we were trying to scare people into abstinence and avoiding AIDS and using protection and all that stuff. And I know people who've gone live for like nine years and still don't have HIV. You really think they're scared of the virus? They'll only be scared when they get it. But that's a story for another day. You have to come up with a strategy as a teacher, a communication strategy that allows you to talk to the kids and the parents and have the issue resolved without completely ruining the psychology of these children. That's what I'm trying to say. Try and be a decent human being for once. Like, would you like your kids paraded on social media like that? This thing is viral. The producer just told me he saw it on Telegram. It's on freaking Telegram. An app I don't even use. I don't even know what Telegram is for. I think Telegram is messenger for old people. But it's there. Okay, messenger for like people. But overall, what I'm saying is, this thing has gone crazy and imagine these kids 15 years from now or more or as adults looking back on their life and realizing they were forced to do this because now it stops being about the act they committed and starts being about you actually being comfortable watching them reenact it i'm disturbed just watching the video how can you as a teacher be okay making them do that That's messed up on so many levels. You need an elevator to get to the ground level you're looking for. It's so messed up. This is not what we should be doing to children. They're wrong, yes. But that is not how you deal with the situation. And this is something I need to say to all teachers. Yes, I quit the teaching profession. I left it to do comedy because it pays more. But at the same time... Listen, if not everyone is meant to be a teacher and we need to revise the whole setup of the system to stop giving education as a course to people who fail to get the course they want. Because what you're saying is inherently teachers are failures, but we're going to leave them in charge of our kids. You do not see the irony of that statement. You're breeding more failures who are then going to become teachers or politicians, even worse, MPs. Like, the cycle continues. Just, let's not do this right now. Let's figure out a way, right? But we can start by taking this teacher out of the business. Because I don't see why you have a phone and you're filming kids committing these acts. I don't. I cannot sympathize with that. I don't care if you've not been paid for a long time. I don't give a damn what your background is. I don't care what you've been through. As a teacher, there are ethics. It's like how doctors swear Hippocratic Oath. There are things you do not do as a teacher. You're a provider of solutions, not a creator of problems. Otherwise, why are you in the classroom to begin with? You're not going to teach us and say, oh yeah, we're going to stop that topic here today because I've not been paid enough to deal with my problems. No, you go to class whether your phone has been stolen, whether you were in an abusive relationship, whether you're dealing with madness, whether you're coping with your own insanity and suicidal thoughts. That's the thing about teaching. You put everything aside. It's self-sacrifice to educate the next generation. I'm sorry, but that's why it's so hard. That's why it's difficult. That's why it's one of the professions that needs to get paid well. And that's why I say to the government, please pay the teachers. Please do not undermine education. Because these people are raising other people's kids. And if you don't take care of them, these are the results. Or at least one of the results. 
But let's start with taking that teacher out of the system because man, no, 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 no. We are not. My day has been ruined. I didn't want. I didn't want. <laughs> Half the time, I don't want these videos that just come and ruin my life and give me hypertension. I'm 35. I shouldn't be having heart palpitations at this age. I'm gangster. I'm a northerner. I'm built for violence. I can handle a lot of things, but what the hell, man? I can't watch kids doing this stuff. Like, no. It, it, it's just... It, it's it's wrong on so many levels and now these kids are going to need therapy when they grow up just uh, all i'm saying is let's be respectful of other people of other people's children and the situations we're dealing with let's be practical in our handling of scenarios because you just going mad and saying let me put this online doesn't help or let me humiliate these children does not help but most of all let's respect ourselves because any self-respecting human being would not do that to other people regardless especially not children please let's be guided i'm going to follow up on this story and i'll give you an update on the next edition of hear me out it's daniel omara rx radio thank you all for tuning in i will keep you posted because this one is personal for now try and enjoy your weekend despite the things i've said keep it rx Branch Talk comes up next. Enjoy yourselves. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. You're listening to RX Radio.